Welcome back to the Bone Zone, everyone. Uh, George is here with us. I am here. Unshaven. I know. All shaved like a I'll be honest. I'm looking at myself in the mirror, man. This is rough. This is rough. You can tell it's been a week. Dude, look at the gray here, too. I'm noticing that. This is is getting scary, dude. My wife was like, well, your beard's turning gray. I'm like, I'm just sure I can still grow hair there. I'll be honest. Yeah, right? It stopped here. It yeah. grows here. We'll yeah. deal with that. And it uh, and now it also grows other places now if it helps sending. <laughs> Dude, right? The ears, the eyebrows, Terrible. weird eyebrow hairs. I know. Getting old sucks. It really does. And it's weird. It's very strange. Um, I was fixing a game today, and I did the terrible motion of putting my head above my head, so I strained my neck. Oh, just doing that. I, yeah. You know, I've had this weird shoulder thing, and I, I don't know. That's what my dad said when you know you're getting old, because he said, you'll just have a pain, and you don't know why it happened, but it won't go away for weeks. And that's my shoulder. It's been like that. I don't know what I did. So I had shoulder surgery a couple of years ago now. And ever since Ooh, then, if you miss, if I do anything wrong, it like you feel it, you feel your neck. It gets all. That's how my ankles are from skateboarding as a kid. They're just yeah. shot. I was yeah. picking, I was literally on the ground picking up Legos and I rolled wrong and was in yeah. one of those air casts for like three weeks because of yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Getting old is great. Oh, dude, great. it was terrible. Speaking of getting old, there has been some uh, some pretty big changes in Magic the Gathering recently, which uh, I actually really liked. I, I don't know a lot of people were, I don't know, I think the general consensus was people were positive about it. Yeah, people loved it. I'm the only but, one. Um, I had a few people that I had heard were like, you know, oh, this means the end of drafting and the end of this, and the end of that. But I think they literally said the opposite. Like Mark Rosewater even went a little more in depth on it and said, hey, I didn't necessarily mean that this was going to be the end of draft boxes, but you know, that's what he really meant that if it didn't, wow. if they didn't make a change, Watsy was going to ax draft boosters. Of course. I mean, like they weren't selling. No. Um, Except for I, me, I bought them. I yeah. I mean, you're them. the one. I mean, like, so let's talk about what they did first. I mean, they combined basically set and draft boxes into something called, they call play boosters now. Yeah. Yep. And you get extra, you know, shots at rares and mythics and, uh, foils and you know, the, they they made the list slot a little bit more manageable. Um, you know, they basically combined a draft and set box, they made a set box draftable more or less. Um, and like everybody largely loved it except for me, and I'll go over my reasons in a minute. Um, but like, you know, I I totally see the appeal, right? Like people gravitated to set boxes in a way that I don't think anybody expected. Yeah. And this meant that draft boxes were just kind of on an island, right? Fat cats wanted collector boxes. Players wanted set boxes. So draft boxes were used for, you know, two weeks after release events at stores. And that was it. Um, They're like, this is not sustainable. Um, And this is a way to make it so that a box of magic is always draftable. Like, I do think this was the commitment to that. Plus, I think it gives you more variance since there is going to be like more rares and mythics and stuff like i think when you do draft it's going to be uh kind of a feel bad if you in the old days if you were the one that is getting the packs that has like nothing good in it like i it, i've done that and nothing right I've made it, dude i've made it work but it's like yeah right <laughs> i've made it work but like it's not a fun feeling and then no. especially like some stores have been in the situation where the store owner was like drafting with us and like, Oh, look, I got the real expensive card. I'm going to pull that and put it right in my case. And I'm like, what? aren't you here to draft with us? Like, what are yeah. you doing? So, um, yeah, personally, I think it's a good move. I think it spreads the wealth a little bit evenly across people. I didn't know you didn't like it. What's, what's the situation that you don't like about it? I think there's two things. Yeah. Uh, I would say the first, is that like I think people are vastly underestimating the odd uh, the underestimating the odds that this could go terribly. Sure. Oh, I could like, see that. Like, I mean, like people are like, oh, that likely won't happen. I'm like, I agree, it likely won't happen. They have had the same draft booster since I was drafting an undergrad. Yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, like, yeah, there's been some changes, right? Now you can get foils. Now there's more. Now these things called mythics came out. Sure. Like there's been some changes, but the draft box has been the draft box since I was a wee lad. Yeah. That doesn't exist anymore. No. If they mess this up. Yeah. How do you go backwards? That's the fear, right? Like, yeah. how do you, how do you say 
draft boxes aren't selling. We got to move on from draft boxes. We got to combine them into player boxes or play boxes, whatever the heck they sure. want to call them. And now we got to go back. I don't think you can do that. Yeah, um, I mean that that would be a that would be a big pain point for a lot of people who are used to buying them this new way, and then you're taking away something that they really found out that they enjoyed. And the other thing that I the only thing I had the problem with George was that. I like in my head when they announced it, I'm like, oh, 24 packs. And I'm like, wait, draft. They're going to be 36 packs. They announced the price of set boosters. So I'm like, oh my God, that's going to be like $200 boxes now. Imagine. Like, like, it's going to be 150. Well, what is it? Set boosters are $8. No. Where where are you buying from? Dude, the LGS near me is $7.99 for set boosters. I swear to God. If you ever want to buy draft boosters, $7.99 side of those dms what what is the set booster like it's msrp like five bucks there's no MSRP really anymore. yeah eight bucks yeah every dude i'm telling you here in ohio God, every, i'm not crazy every game store near me is 7.99 for for set and then draft they charge 5.99 for everywhere around me like that's unless wild. yeah it's crazy like that's why when people were doing the math and saying like oh like like you just did it's only gonna be 150 bucks i'm like uh well let's see eight times three is twenty four. So I mean like a set booster box on Amazon's one twenty, so like one forty, one fifty. Okay, that's probably more realistic as what people are going to pay if they buy a sealed box online, which is where we know pretty much everyone unfortunately is I buying mean, like, everything now, I mean, you like, know, on not, Amazon like, and everything. That's wild, eight bucks. So Holy yeah, smart. dude, I'm um, not kidding you. Yeah, my God, it'd be a three hundred yep. box yeah um, that's why i don't buy uh anything except for draft because i couldn't afford it so god that's crazy okay so yeah. i mean like so you, you're you're a video game fan huge there's been a lot of um research and a lot of theories about this when i was a kid and i mean i'm talking high school middle school a video game was sixty dollars at release yeah they are now $70 at release. And that maybe just 60. Happened. That yeah. just happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is a there is a price in people's head that they think a thing is worth. Yeah. And they won't budge from this. And like you've seen the video game world try to get around this, right? They do DLC, they do more expansions, they do these things that 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 make it so the $60 game isn't a $60 game anymore. Sure. But when I go to the register at, at Walmart, at Costco or whatever, a video game is still going to be about 60 bucks. Yeah. I fear pretty significantly that if I don't have a hundred to $110 box on my shelf, people are like, Oh, I'm going to go buy a video game. Yeah. I, I I'm going to buy the new Mario. Or they'll they'll go and play whatever that is online. Like the like in Magic's case, they'll just be like, maybe this is the time I check out Arena. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe this yeah. is maybe I decide I don't really want to spend that kind of money for a hobby I'm barely doing. So I'll just go on Arena and do it. I I think I think people are underestimating the amount of things that can go wrong when you have a new box and you get rid of the most accessible price point for the hobby. Yeah. At a time of pretty rampant inflation, when we know that like most people now have more than one job. Now, let me counterpoint that. Yeah. Is the rise of. Does the rise of the prices of magic product correlate in any way, do you think, to how popular commander has become and how expensive commander decks are in a lot of cases like people buy the pre-made and the idea is you buy the pre-made. And you don't just play it as is, you upgrade it. So you you buy it, you add another 100 or $200 or plus more worth of cards in it. Do you think now that people are looking for that magic product that has the special foils, the special full arts, the special thing to bling out their commander deck that they're upgrading, you're seeing the price of the commander decks go even higher, which I've never seen an issue with. Like the professor no. wants all commander decks to be $20. If they have crappy cards in them, I understand that. But like these Doctor Who decks, these were worth every bit of what they're selling for. Tommy Wimey. So like, yeah, people love them, dude. So like in those situations, I don't foresee it being a problem. But do you think that's the rise of Commander has really skewed the pricing of all Magic products? Hardly. You don't hear any other formats being talked about. So like, I would say it this way. 
Watsy and I have also been stunned at how much the consumer is willing to take. Yeah, dude, how that's is, true. Yeah. Like the consumer is willing to tolerate far more than I anticipated. And I suspect candidly far more than Watsy anticipated. Yeah. Like I remember when they started this, I mean, I had, this is my second year as a store when they started this absolutely insane release schedule. Non-stop, dude. And I remember calling my rep being like, you're going to like, you're going to kill me and my consumers. Yeah. Who wants the 10th set of magic a year? Yeah. The answer was everybody. The answer was every man, woman, and child who plays magic wants the next set. Well, and where they started testing the consumers a little bit with that was not only the influx of products that were, uh, or the each set release, but the jumpstart boosters, the collector, the set, the draft, the commander, yeah. uh, the theme, uh, theme packs or whatever. Like there were too many products. Everyone's been saying that for a while now. Yeah. I mean, like for me, this is the next step, right? This is them saying you can pay 40% more for a box. Yeah. You've been doing it. Why wouldn't you already pay a little bit more? Yep. Yeah. I mean, and like, listen, they're right or they're wrong. Sure. Right? Like, we're going to know. We won't know the first set. I don't want anybody to come on this podcast and tell me after the first set, I told you so, fat so, because you (laughs) didn't tell me so, fat so. The first set, everybody's going to run to their store and buy play boosters because I got to see what they're like. Yeah. Tell me what happens What set two or three. That's the question. And I I thought farther down the line, George, what do you think the chances are that they could come back if this were to go wrong and say, listen, we're going to sell draft boxes, but not at a consumer level. Like we will sell draft boxes to stores to run events with. Do you think they could do something like that? No, I mean, what they could do is lower the price. Like you could see these, you could see them saying, hey, you know, the, 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 you know, the logistics got easier. China can print more. Sure. Some pressure's going away. We're going to lower the price back down to uh, draft or somewhere in between draft and set booster pack prices. If they get too much pushback, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, and the trick is I don't think you'll hear a lot of it from the community. You'll see it in people's paychecks, right? You're going to say, I'm not going to, you know, stores will tell you, you know, this either worked or didn't work. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And you're right, though. It's going to take, I mean, you're also, when is uh, Karlov Manor's coming out in January? I want to say sure. January. So yeah. it'll be it'll be around well that's the new that's the first set that's supposed to have play boosters. Yeah. So I that'll be right around income tax time. So that's going to be a terrible another terrible time to tell because there's going to be so much money in people's pockets that they're going to they might splurge on that stuff. So you're right. That first set, even second set is not going to be the the telltale sign of what's happening. Yeah, I mean like I just I think people I tell people, like, let's say there's a 10% chance this doesn't work. That's enormous. Yeah. That's a one in 10 chance that, like, magic goes backwards for a long time. At a time where other games are no already fighting for space. No. But oh, no. No. I love you, Jordan. But, you like, think, no. You think no. what I'm going to say is that they're going to uh, hurt magic. What I'm saying is those companies now, especially Lorcana, are in a position. I'm in. Where if they see, I yeah, I'm not I'm not talking. See, I don't call Lorcana an indie game. I call it uh, the goat. <laughs> but I think a game like that is a time where more attention could then get focused on a game like that. And I'm not saying that uh, this is the end of Magic by any means. I, no, I've, I've I heard that for 30 years. Yeah, I mean, I think that's true on the edges. I just think like people, if they leave, if they leave Magic, they're gonna go play video games. Yeah, they're that's gonna go I mean, hang up already. The, they're gonna go touch grass like an idiot. <laughs> Like, when I tell they, people that I play trading card games still, they're like, what? Like, why? What? Do, well, I don't get it. It's like, well, I've been doing it forever, so. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, and there's a reason that, like, f- there's a reason Magic has to go out and get Fallout. Yeah. Whereas Fallout doesn't have to go out and get Magic. Yeah, that's true. One's much bigger and more prevalent in society than the other. Well, look at, Even look in at- nerd culture. Look at the Final Fantasy set. I yeah. I am saying here right now. I think, and maybe this isn't some crazy prediction, but I think it's going to top Lord of the Rings sales. I've been saying that for like, since they announced it. Baby. Yeah, you were I'm saying in. that. You were saying right. that. We, we were we were both. I think uh, two two podcasts ago talking about that. Cloud and Sephiroth are going to bring down the freaking hobbitses. It's it's going to be 
it's going to be insane. Like I know people who wanted nothing to do with trading card games. And then when that set was announced, yeah, just, just like how people want to just collect sorcery sometimes, that's how, that's how people are talking about this Final Fantasy set. That's how a lot of people treated the Lord of the Rings set. And I think that the universe is beyond products. Um, like the commander decks and all that stuff is fantastic. But I do have a question about the uh, universe is beyond collector boxes because those are new, right? With Doctor Who, that's that's a new thing. So what do you and feel about rings. those, George? Because to Good. me... It feels like a product that doesn't hurt anyone because yeah. if you want to spend the extra money and have a chance of getting all these special cards to fill your commander deck, that's what it's there for. But you could just buy the commander deck and also get all those cards. Like you get yeah, the same I'm, card. So people, people love them. Um, you know, uh, Doctor Who has been a home run. Um, yeah. You know, Watsy has shown that like they really care about universes beyond. Like, oh yeah, you know, it, it started off, I think, really bumpy. They fixed it, and like clearly, the the future of magic is in universes beyond. Well, you remember the the professor and all those guys when Walking Dead came out were like, yeah. "This is the end this of the, end the of magic. magic lore that we yeah. knew, and it's you know it's just gone, and they destroyed their own world." Right. That's the and, end of the lore as we knew it. They're and you know what? Right now, though. People want the next universes beyond set, dude. Like people that's becoming like magic's primary thing to release that people are excited about now. So it's just a sign of the times, man. Pop pop culture is bigger than magic lore. Yeah. So it's it's just the way it's gonna be. True. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so I, I guess that's pretty much our our magic talk yeah. in a nutshell. Really isn't anything going on with that. Right. Uh but so I, did... I went away for a few weeks. Yeah. And you decided to act a fool. I decided to go crazy about sorcery. You decided to go wild on me. And I'll I would like what. everybody to know two things. I had no <laughs> idea he was going to go wild. George I had not talked nothing. to him. I was I was traveling for three weeks. So this was all Jordan's. You know, this Jordan's, is all me. This is all Jordan. Don't come at George for, for <laughs> Jordan's sins. Um. So Jordan, why don't you lay out, uh, maybe in uh slightly less um robust terms sure your your arguments uh, uh that you put forward in your sorcery hit piece so uh i, I don't even know if i would call it a hit piece it I was would. it was no, basically I a I, I do these I blog posts uh on my website once in a while and uh recently i had a problem you gotta plug with my... it what's the what's what, what you gotta plug oh, it scheming skeleton.com sorry i don't know why i didn't plug that i know like i'm new here uh, but I do a blog post on there every once in a while. I had a bunch of blog posts. I had an issue. Uh, I was trying to switch over to a different, uh, I don't know, whatever they call it, like web service, web host or whatever. And I lost a bunch of my pages. So I lost all my old blog posts. And I was super bummed. So I was like, oh, I know what I want to do a blog post on. I watched uh, Cardboard. Um, oh, gosh, why can't I think of their name? Cardboard Guide. Uh, Jen and Sophie from... Uh, Denmark, I want to say mm, Netherlands. Anyways, yeah, they're great people. It's a, a husband and wife that do content for DCG. So they do a lot of sorcery stuff. So I was watching one of their uh, videos and they were talking about beta and kind of the attitude people have around beta. Now they weren't necessarily being negative about it. They weren't necessarily being super positive about it either. They were just kind of saying that with beta, what they worried about was that, you know, there's going to be some cards that are different than what are in alpha. There's going to be some different things people are going to want to collect. And you could run into a situation where there is so little beta spread around that people are going to be opening it and collecting it more than playing it, right? So from the outside looking in, and just from what I had heard from people, not only in the Discord, but people in the community of TCG folks I talked to, the resounding feel for sorcery was still stuck back in like when the kickstarter was launched where okay now the cards are going to be printed in china they're focused more on collectors than players so when i wrote that piece and i've said this in the sorcery sorcery community uh almost everyone right away messaged me and knew that the way my tone of it was was meant to be like a smart ass for a reason and that reason for being a smart ass and being very direct about it was because those are all the things the people outside of sorcery feel without really knowing a ton about it, which was me too. I didn't know a ton about it, but the few things that they did early on turned me off to the game. So I, and I've said this before, I had a friend 
that wanted some more sorcery, knew I wasn't really into it, said, hey, I'll buy your stuff off you if you want it. Sweet. I'm out of it. That's fine. I'll give it to him. Not interested in it. Um, but then, you know, I wrote this piece and then everyone was reaching out to me. And there was only like one or two people that reached out to me that were like, I just don't understand. Like, I don't understand this take. Would you come on and talk to me about it? And one of those people was Mike from Collector Art House. And he's really big into sorcery. I mean, and he doesn't really play. He's focused on collecting. He likes the artwork. So with all that being said, I went on and spoke with him about sorcery, talked to him about the blog post. And I think overall, dude, it was it was a really good like feedback from the community. I mean, no one no okay. one saw it as being like a I gotta dick. say, it was a great it was a wonderful story. <laughs> Only one part was missing, and that, that was what your blog post said. Like, well, I can't... it was it was wonderful, except for you didn't get so the, the very main... one thing I asked that, you. That was a politician answer. Yeah, that was that was it I, was wonderful. I, but uh, basically, you know. what the article said, yeah, there you was go. that you sorcery go. wants to focus, and they don't really care about players; they care about collectors. And there that, we go. That's the biggest thing that the majority of people outside of the sorcery inner circle or community in, yeah. inside sorcery. That's how a lot of people feel about it. So let me ask you a few questions here. And let's go yeah. Socratic method here. Um, do you still feel that way? No. And, and what you, changed? Okay. So two things actually changed. Number one was I talked to Simon from Sorcery and we had a we had a good talk. I think they call first. him the Lorcana of Sorcery, because just like Lorcana, he is also the goat. He is the goat. <laughs> so I'll be honest, when we first talked on Discord, um, and he's gonna be on the podcast November third. So mark your calendars for that. We're gonna have a interview. I don't know with why Sorcery. we told them what day we're filming. It will not release November third. It will uh, it'll you hack release in. November. You now know it. It might. I don't know. Depends on how quick I can edit it's it. At night. It's at um, night. <laughs> so anyways. We are, yeah, we're going to be talking with uh, with Simon for the November episode. And uh, basically, when I first started talking to him on Discord, the conversation was a little bit heated. He was, I think he was a lot more defensive than I thought he was going to be, which kind of shocked me. And I think he thought I was like, like just unloading with a bunch of negativity when I, in the blog post, obviously, with the way you read it. So I talked with him about that and said, listen, the way I wrote that is to specifically target community members well not community members tcg people outside of your community and once we got to talking about the real issues and what i really thought about it i think that he understood that it was supposed to be a conversation starter and that's basically what he agreed to he was like yeah let's come on let's have that conversation let's let's do it on the podcast so we can talk about some of these questions you and other people outside of the community may have so that's what we're doing. And it was it was a good talk, man. So let me like I guess like what led you to believe that they don't care about players? Let me ask you that. Like, you know, what what led you to believe that and what changed? The constant focus from not only people on YouTube creating content that was based around value only. Uh, and I will say, after that blog post came out and slight, I think it might even have been right before. Louis specifically started doing a lot of content that was about um, playing. Like these are how you make decks with ordinary cards. He had I wouldn't people, watch Louis content if you paid. Me he had continue. people come and he had people come and play the game on his channel. Like so, I like to see that less of the focus on the value. And it feels like we were in this situation where there's like this, there's this bubble of people who believe that the sorcery thing outside of play is just. The biggest thing ever, the best thing to collect, it's going to be worth so much money just at face value. And it felt like the company was embracing that more than they were trying to say like, hey, so, you know, this is this is a game too. remember. It felt like they were like, yeah, to the moon, like everyone. Um, and like we were still in that early TCG hype. That's what it felt like. And it didn't feel real. It didn't feel like any of these people were really wanting to collect the product because they actually cared about it. It was just going to be the next thing to dump their money into. Yeah, I mean, listen, like I think, I think part of that is fair. Like you know, um, you know, I've I've been on the record that I think you know I, I've learned uh, you can't fool me twenty five times. Twenty four times is my limit. Uh, <laughs> investing in new TCGs, maybe not the best play in the world. Yeah, because um, it's not. You know, let me be, we say investing. Uh, we mean gambling. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, you know, Magic's going to win. Um, 
I'll, I'll, I'll spoil the ending for you. In 20 years, magic will exist. And my guess is very few of these indie TCGs will. Yeah. Um, Lorcana. Except for Lorcana, the goat, <laughs> which will probably overtake magic by the end of the weekend. Um, you know, but like, like, listen, I'm a huge Lorcana fan. I'm a huge Lorcana believer. I don't, you know, I wouldn't bet a ton of money that like Lorcana is me worth a lot in 20 years. Yeah. What the hell knows? They could burn yeah. to oblivion. The game could die. They could lose their license. There's a thousand things that can go wrong. There's a thousand things that can go wrong. And that game has a lot of legs and is doing great. They've had a million games on Pixelborn. The game's yeah, that, crushing that's crazy it. too. The game's crushing it. It's also been out for like three months. <laughs> yeah. Let's chill. It's been out for two months. Like, let's chill. Um, like I, I do not believe in the um sorcery prices. Um but I don't think the company has done a lot to feed it, to perpetuate that in fairness to them. Well, and I think not that's that the seen. part that's the part that I that's the part I had to speak with members members of the community about to understand a little more, I guess. Uh I getting down to the nitty-gritty of it and actually talking to some people after that blog post and saying how do you feel about this? Because none of them were upset, George. That's what's crazy. Like, no one reached out to me. I figured someone would reach out to me and just go crazy. No one did that. Everyone was, like, either confused, thought it was a joke, or they, like, genuinely wanted to understand because they're like, dude, you've been in TCGs since the very beginning. You love early magic art. You always tell us how you love early magic. How do you not like this? And I had to explain to them, you know, well, some of it is I felt like, they targeted early magic in a way to just grab people's nostalgia. That wasn't really in a way that was uh, real, I guess it felt like it was like, we're going to do this thing and we're going to grab your nostalgia so that we can sell more product. But the more I thought about that, I saw, I saw the holes in my own argument as well as other people's arguments in the way that the original art for magic is to me what I've always told you, George, what made the game special to me, what you and I, Magic Historian, spoke about, was seeing that early artwork and connecting with it, and now seeing these artists like Margaret Organ Keene and people who did Magic the Gathering stuff that, like, did Lion's Eye Diamond and some of these amazing cards. They're now doing sorcery cards. Like, I didn't know some of those people were on sorcery cards, George. And this video I just did, when I ran across her card, I'm like, I was genuinely shocked. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's in here. Like, so these are artists that I've met. These are people that I've, you know, not known personally, but known throughout my life by looking at their cards. So I started realizing like that took a lot, even if, even if it was meant to be just like an art project, that, that was a passion project to get all this hand-painted artwork done. So I know this will shock people based on my taste, but I don't care about artwork that much. Um, Like (laughs) really? Yeah, I know. I I didn't know from the tricks behind Mm -hmm. you on the wall. Yeah, Crazy. I mean, like, um, like, I, I, you know, I'll say what I've always said about sorcery. Um, I mean, ever since Mike from Mean Mucking taught me the game, I think it's a great game. I yeah. think it's like a really fun, good game. I really enjoyed my time playing. I'm it. gonna play it soon, other than outside of TTS. So, um, TTS doesn't count. You know that. No, it's um, terrible. The, you know, I I have real questions about whether or not one set a year will work, can work. I don't think it can, but we want to be proved wrong. Um, but like. You know, like my, 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 I'm not going to say issue with a piece because it's, listen, man, you know me, speak your truth, King. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot to offend me. It takes a lot to offend me. Um, You know, the part that I disagreed with was I, I, I don't think you gave the game enough credit. Um, I think the game is actually really good. Um, I, You know, I've said this, it's probably the only TCG I'll play. I have the alpha starter decks here oh yeah the, the four different decks yeah uh, yep. and i like that a lot like my wife and i play the get game because it's like we like we like board games she plays that with you mm-hmm. yeah look it's at that game. that's already something amazing because you said your wife wouldn't play lorcana with you no it's a tcg look so at that game. yeah well that's a good way to swing it you could tell her lorcana's a board game yeah. uh listen <laughs> love love lorcana um like i I think they have a pretty cool, I, I guess I'll say it. They made what Genesis should have been. Yeah, I can see that. Like Genesis, um, when it's at its best, is um, a board game. When it's at its worst, it's a complex math puzzle. Yeah. 
sorcery, I think maybe is one step too easy for me to be candid. Not that I'm a great player, but like it doesn't challenge my mind the way like Genesis did. Sure. But I also don't have to have, you know, the TI-83 out to like figure out who has what anymore. Yeah. And that's probably a good trade-off, right? Like that's, that's probably <laughs> a good trade-off. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm thinking about pimping out my, uh, pimping out my, uh, my beta. I'll be you're, honest. You're, you're pre-made, like buying a pre-made deck and. Oh, I'll do that. That's easy. I'm, I'm thinking about doing gotcha. the, uh, I'll, I'll buy some boxes. I'll make a better deck, but like, I'm thinking about yeah. like making little markers and things like that. And really? Do, yeah. Getting all in on it. I like, you know what? Cause hey, I, here's the, like, here's why I don't play magic anymore. Yeah. I don't like having to change my deck every three weeks. <laughs> sure. Like that is where the one year thing does appeal to me. I only work financially. <laughs> I get why magic does what magic does. Uh, but as a consumer who like doesn't really like I I could not care less if you know when I played a different TCG, I was well known for all my cards having white borders because I did not care about sure. status or foil or anything. You just wanted to play. Want to play the game. Yeah. I think that's how you know when a game's um, really special to you too, is when you're when you're not so much worried about that, like at all. Like even though I'm playing with like with the six form stuff I've been prototype testing, like I I haven't really cared to sleeve any of that because first of all, it's a prototype, but second of all, like I just felt like I want to get this on the board and play it right away. Like that's yeah. just how I felt about it. Like as soon as it came in, we sat down and played. So, and I mean, like for me, like that was my one critique of the piece was like, it, it felt like that maybe um, could have been mentioned with some more um, race was like, oh, that's a good game. Like, and I think it... that's fair because my experience with it was so little yeah. on the play side. And I definitely focused more on what it felt like the sorcery community and the company. That's how that's how they were being viewed by myself and by others. But I mean, like... so so I coming from yeah. that angle. I can see 100 percent what you're saying, that it I didn't would... cover the play aspect fair enough, for sure. I, I would also like say, like just be careful because like you know you're on a couple you know the youtube channels and all that they always cover finance you oh yeah this. how oh, many dude. views does a gameplay video get four views constantly i, I get um, that for sure that you know that part i completely understand but what what i think it does though it's not really necessarily all the content that they're creating what it does is it creates this like uh financial feedback loop of this is what Rudy's saying my cards are worth. This is what Louis saying my cards are worth. Like, so it creates this loop of people who are all just telling themselves it's worth yeah, this certain amount like, of money. And then that, from the that outside, always happens. it that does. always happens. It and does. then it's like the new. tide goes out and nobody has any clothes on. It, right. That's very true. That's very true. And like we've now seen this with at least three games and they will not be the last three games. Yeah, no, absolutely like, not. You know, I suspect choice will be one of those. Lorcana could be one of those. Like, yeah. I think, like, you know, big believe in Lorcana. Do I think a regular card should be worth 50 bucks? No. It yeah. probably won't be. It probably won't be. Like, they need to get the reprints out. And they've said this. They want the price to go down. They'll win that battle. I oh, for sure. Prices will come down. For sure. I've already seen, like, the singles at the LGS near me that sells uh, set boosters for $8 a piece. Uh, they had, like, cold, or, uh, you know, the cold foil, whatever that is. Uh, the best cold foils. Yeah, they had those in their case that were on TCG Player right now for like 40 bucks, the most expensive ones. They had them in their case for like 70, like just because it's hard. Oh, it's hard to find. So we're going to charge this crazy yeah. amount of money. You know, it's like just taking advantage of people. Yeah, and that's going to go away as they put yeah. more boxes, right? And they've been clear about this, like Lorcana has. Like, I mean, that's going to be what their goal is. And I, you know, every TCG with hype goes through the kind of phase that you're talking about. Yeah. The tide goes out, man. It the tide always goes out. Oh, dude, one thousand percent. We've we've both seen that, especially you know with some of the TCGs we used to really be into. I mean, we've we've definitely seen the prices crater on all these yeah. games. Um, and I guess, but that doesn't mean the games are bad. That, and that's, that's what I want people to take away. Is yeah. that like, you know, I and I you know, and I I I've said this before about about sorcery. Like, I like the game if. 
they stop making if they do one set like you know what the fat man was right i can't once in a year once in a year doesn't work we're folding up shop won't happen I don't yeah think. yeah but like i'll still play my game no i get it it's still a good game yeah and that and that's the part that's the part that matters and so what really you you asked me what changed earlier before we move on to our next topic so not only did the community change my mind but talking to you talking to louie talking to a yeah. few other people who understood that okay we get where you're coming from may may have been a little too may have been a little too rough uh, well, well, on the edges guess, about it i get it I, I got nothing but love nothing but love. But, you but know there me. are i, I think love the passion i love I the passion it. Speak your I, truth, King. I, I saw you say that. I made the zoobie with you yeah. too. Uh, and I, I appreciate no it because it definitely is the more passion side, which sometimes leads to uh hyperbole quick, and gusto. quick knee jerks on things. Yeah. <laughs> Live your truth. But but here's the thing. So I said right away too, with all those community members and with Simon and everyone who reached out to me, I said, I'm not against being proven wrong. I can say something and then later come back and say, Okay, I was wrong about this. Maybe I'm right about some of this, but I, I was wrong about this. And that's when we're going to get down to the questions with Simon. And there's a lot of questions. I, I've shrunk it down, George. As you know, I sent you an update list. I, yes. we're, at, we're at like six questions now. That's it. I Yeah, I cut it down big time. And I think, I think between you and I and a couple other friends in the community came up with like six real good questions that were open-ended and that have some real meaning behind them. So when Simon answers these questions, it's not going to be just like, you know, something someone can, not that he would, but something someone could like snake out of, like they're going to be able to answer the questions and go, Oh, okay. I I see where this question's coming from. And and there's no reason to believe that Simon would have snaked out of any of it anyway. I don't, I don't think he would have at all. I don't think he would have at all. Um, don't, you know, don't, uh, I, I don't want to take that out of context. What I meant was like, I if someone wanted to try to just be like, oh, well, we can't talk about Listen, that right now because it's not out yet or something. You yeah, know what I like mean? The one question we have is like, what does this game look like in a year? Do you think? Like, yeah. That's what I want to know. Like, you know, what, 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 what you know, in three months, beta is going to be in and out. Sure. What's next? What are y'all doing? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the biggest thing, too. I think yeah, one I took off my list that I would like him to answer, but we just don't have enough. Um, and this would actually be a good question for the community, too, if if they would know more about this. Like, one of my biggest questions, and I guess this is good that it's geared towards the community, is I wonder how sorcery sees themselves being able to be profitable with all of the hand-painted art that they constantly are going to have to do for each set. Because I understand the one set per year because of that reason. If you're getting all this artwork done, but how do they stay profitable with all of that money going into these hand-painted pieces of art and and keeping that going? Like, that's huge. I mean, people think Sorcery got, what, $4 million? They're like, they're like Sorcery's rich. It's like, no, they probably spent like $2 million of that on artwork. Like, people have no idea how much that costs. So that was the one thing, if you yeah. did notice in my blog post, I started off on a positive note of saying the artwork's great. It must have really taken some, like, I forget exactly how I said it, but must have taken some passion and some money to get that done and some time. Like, I appreciated that for sure. Um, then I then I dumped on everything. But uh... Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I you know, it's funny because, like, somebody sent me a, a different content creator clip uh, yeah. going on another person's NDTCG podcast. Okay. Uh, and, like... He was he he used even more flourishing language than you did, I would say. Uh, yeah, I don't think I was like cussing or, or no, I mean, really you know, mad he, you know, or anything, you know, or direct in he that came, way. He just came across as angry. Sure, sure, um, sure. And like you know, I get like, listen, this is one. Like, uh, you know, I've been very clear with this. I am not a sorcery fanboy. I would not say. Sure. Nobody could accuse me of this. Yeah, in the beginning, but, I think you said you weren't even sure if you were going to carry it when you yeah, first. Yeah, like so. you know, and I'm still anxious about it to be candid. I'll go over those reasons yeah. with Simon when he comes on, but they're not going to be a tax. But yeah. I, I will say this: it's now time to go see what they're made of. <laughs> like, you know, beta's coming out in a month. Yeah. If they really hate players, if they really don't care about players, this game's going to die in three months. Yeah. This isn't hard. Collectors only work if there's real players behind it. And that's one thing I'm glad you and I have always agreed on from the very beginning is that you have to have the play aspect first. Even though George is always the to the moon guy, this product's the best. Like you always agree, even if you're not yeah. playing the game yourself, that that aspect of play Absolutely. has to be there. And uh, 
that actually I want to I want to share something before that leads into our next section because yeah. that's one thing that um Kevin from Six Forms is really focusing on which uh is going to be content creator kits that he's letting people sign up for now with a focus on play. So he's not going to send you like six boxes and go, oh, see what the best card you get is. Then how will Louis pay his mortgage? <laughs> What's going well, on, Kevin? <laughs> how- Louis going to starve to death. You'll have to have uh, you'll have to have him on May the Zoo be with you and ask uh, ask Kevin these questions. But uh, yeah, Why so do you like want Louis kids to starve. Question number one. <laughs> That's what Kevin wants. That's specifically what he said, I think. Yeah. Um, no, but like, I like that. He's like, you know. I don't want, he goes, yeah, I want there to be value in my game. I want people to collect it. I want people to have fun. But he's like, I, I first and foremost want people who are interested in yeah. learning how to play the game and playing the game to be the people who get those kits. So I can, I can give them something that they can, even if they're not doing like a video of how to play, like they're yeah. just showing the cards off and saying, I played with so-and-so and we had a lot of fun. Um, So speaking of playing though, that was, there really isn't much to talk about the six form stuff. I just wanted to mention that. Um, Speaking of uh, sorcery, though, to end end the sorcery conversation, a buddy of mine in Canada was so nice. Uh, asked not to be named, so that's fine. I will uh, I will not mention his name, but I will say thank you so much for the stuff you sent me. I'm going to show off I a few some things. Foils. Here. He sent me these sorcery sorcerer foils, and he sent me. I think a lot of this stuff was like from the backer kit stuff. Yeah, that he had a lot of spares of. Um, and then he was like, yeah, I just basically, that one's really cool. This one, the foiling, honestly, like I wasn't sure how it would be in person. Like it's Yu-Gi-Oh foiling. I see. And I've, I've never seen Yu-Gi-Oh foil. I'm not a Yu-Gi-Oh person. I will say that, um, this foiling is better than probably anything I've seen. I don't know what other kind of foiling is as good as this. I'm being honest. I really don't know. I, I really like it, George. I know. Why are you making that face? I like cold foiling, but there's something about... Okay, let me get this card out of the case, out of its sleeve. There is something about this foiling where the trees... It's it's a spot foiling that's different than what I've seen before because most spot foiling looks kind of blurry and washed out. This spot foiling doesn't look that way. I mean, you can really see it's the difference. very good foiling. You can see the difference between the shininess there and the tree bark there. I, I love it. on two podcasts. I have to critique card quality on both. You have to be kidding me, Lord. I like it. Well, I what like have I done to deserve this? So I, I like it. You got to okay? fold it in half or we won't know the card quality. I, I learned I this on another podcast. I wouldn't do this with the cards he sent me though. Um, And then just, he sent me, I don't know anything about these, but he sent me like some, a spear, spear of destiny. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, but just, a, just a bunch of cards, exceptional elites. I don't, I don't really know anything, I, but what I do know, George, is this the most important thing that he sent me right here, which is all ordinary cards which I guess you, if you want to play pauper sorcery, it's all ordinary cards. And Louis apparently has a bunch of deck lists on this. So someone sent me a link to Louis' deck lists. And uh, this person who gave me these cards said, I gave you enough to build two ordinary pauper decks, whatever they are, so that you can play with your wife. So thank you so much for that. Uh, very, very kind of that person to to send those cards. And then I bought a few from uh, Gamers Grove, Great Game Grove, GamerGrove.gg. What is it? Game Grove? Gamer Grove. Gamer Grove. I don't think that's right. I, it's, is it Gamer Grove or Game yeah, GamerGrove.gg. Okay, Gamer Grove. I still don't believe you. Uh, anyways, I, I bought a few cards from Louie. Did you really? Um, yeah. Actually, I bought two cards. Let me see. I'll show did you, he give you a good Did he give you a content creator discount at least? No, he didn't know I was even buying them. I just went on his website and bought bought two of them. Uh, you could have sent his DMs. They like, were, hey, buddy. He bought me pizza once, so we're we're cool. Uh, exceptional cards? I don't know if those are good, but I really like the artwork on both of those. And these were the ones, this was before I knew this other guy was going to send me these cards. And I was like, I just want to get some cards in hand to see them. Uh, and that was basically the two that I bought from Louis. So, yeah. So anyways, that's that's it for the sorcery stuff. Um, Lurkana, that's what we're going to end in. on here. I'm so in. we know that new set, Rise of the Floodborns, coming out. Uh, I One thing I haven't looked at, George, do you know when the date for that is? Has that been nailed November. down? November something. November. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking it was later than that. I don't know why, but I kept seeing everyone do all these spoilers already for it. And the cards look really good. Like a lot of people were saying this card's not there. This game's not going to have any depth. Things are going to get boring real quick. There's not going to be, you know, a lot of, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, 
difference between the decks. I don't know the word I'm trying to use there. Uh, but honestly, balance? like from what balance, but also like, I guess just uh, variety. That's the word uh, there. There weren't going to be a lot of variety in the decks. That was the one of the big complaints I heard from Lorcana early on uh, from people who were, I think, just bad mouth in the game. But now they're like, going to hate, 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 hate. They are going to hate. Now, I'm, we're not turning this on Taylor Swift podcast. Um, but what was the song Can't that you mentioned viewers. on May the Zoo Can't Be With You? No, uh, no, they're all great. Some rap song. Oh. What was it? I don't know. You mentioned some rap song, and I was like, George knows. George has good taste. I get it. Um, yeah, you get it. It's it's all like late 90s rap, you know. Only era that matters, baby. Know. Take yeah. me back. Take me uh, back. Take me back <laughs> to the grocery store. So the the spoilers for that look really good though, and um, I'm I'm really excited to get some of the uh, some of the new cards from that set. My wife has really been getting into Lorcana big time; like she really really likes it. Yeah, set's looking good. Um, set's looking like really good. I think a lot of new yeah. mechanics. Um, they got to print more. <laughs> like this isn't hard. Uh, That's I've been the... very, and I, I'll give them credit <laughs> for this. They've been very clear. We are still months away. Yeah, from demand meeting supply. I'm sorry, from supply meeting demand. We're sure. months away from that. Um, but like they gotta get there. And like they gotta get there quickly. So what's going on with the whole uh I saw something about Louis saying that he got turned down for being like a play store or something. No, no, no. It was somebody else, Lorcana? some other store did. That oh, okay. Publicly. So did you guys did are you guys part of that? Like Lorcana in store yeah, yeah. play or whatever? Okay, cool. Yeah, because I was gonna say initially a lot of stores got this email that was like, you know, basically we can't do it right now because we don't have enough product it didn't seem like it was um that was if you were approved for set one you were automatically approved for set two gotcha okay so set two was set two is not the issue set two no. is fine it was set set one that they were saying hey yeah. might not be able to to get you in so how are they treating new stores that want to get in on set two and you know I, possibly I, get some set one no idea no idea okay no idea yeah i was curious because that's I, like I suspect it's going to be rough. They need more, like, you know, they seem to have been, they seem to have wildly underestimated the demand. And in their defense, it seems to be outselling some magic sets. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's, like, if you if you were to say, hey, George, I'm going to print as many boxes for my first ever set as magic prints, I'd be like, oh, your game's dead. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> like, we've yeah. seen this movie before. I know. That's what's Can we not replay this? the same movie? I yeah. was wrong. Like they, the demands through the freaking roof. Like the like the demand far exceeds what I expected. Um, people are loving it, and like people are loving playing the game. A million games. I'll give you a preview of my big uh, gotcha moment on uh, the on the worst podcast. <laughs> Ooh, this gotcha. has to be. This has to be. I think the fastest any game has ever gotten to a million plays. I don't think anything else would be close. Yeah, I mean, nothing else would come close. Pokemon started off as more of, I mean, it started off as a game, but people were more, people have always been, I feel like, more focused on collecting Pokemon than playing. So, and the internet didn't exist. Yeah, I don't think it would be, I don't think you would be hard pressed to, uh, it has to be an internet game, I would think, to get that kind of immediate saturation. Yeah. I would think this would be by far the fastest any game has gotten to a million plays. Yeah. No, I mean, I like, I think I said that wrong, but like other people would be uh, hard pressed to argue with that is what I meant to say. Um, I think that's, I think I know one person who will, if it helps any. (laughs) Well, hey, listen, Louis playing it, right? Isn't he playing Lorcana? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Nobody can (laughs) guess. I think he's playing Lorcana. I will say though, you know, a lot of people who, are really and we knew this too but a lot of people who are really into disney people who i wouldn't have expected to even show any interest to it i fell down this uh youtube rabbit hole of people who create disney content because this one this one guy i watch uh in florida called adam the woo and he he has all these other people that do disney content that he's friends with anyways like when the Lorcana stuff came out, they were like mentioning the game while they were at Disney. Like we heard these cards were coming out. We got to go see if they're here. Now there weren't any there because we know the parks didn't get any at the time, but like people were talking about it more than I thought that 
any of those people would even take notice of it. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a product that's kind of uh, it's kind of merging all age groups and yeah. all groups of people together. That Everybody loves Disney. Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Except I for mean, the terrorists. We said that. <laughs> Two groups. Yeah. Take a side. Right. Uh yeah, so dude, I I really think that's uh that's it for this podcast. That's I don't know. That's I don't a great know what way to else end it. That's a great today. way to end this it. This is it. This is it. it. No more podcast after this. No, um, I I think we covered about everything. I I uh this was kind of a more looser podcast because we didn't really have a script wrote, and I kind of like that. I like that. Um, yeah, we'll we'll try to do more like this often. Jordan will uh write you a page and send it to you. <laughs> Just write you a few sentences. I like that. Uh, <laughs> well, next uh, week everyone... we got Simon on. Yes. So, uh, ne- next month, next um, month, you got Simon on. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to do that with Simon November 3rd. I'll probably get it out shortly after that. Uh, that should be a really good one. Uh, I'm really excited to talk with, with Simon and ask him some of the questions that I've really been taking the time to craft after talking with you and other people. I think it's just going to be, it's going to be really good to hear for the community to hear it. That's within sorcery and the community outside of sorcery who feel like I want to look into this game, but I'm not sure. I think these will answer and, a lot of questions. This. There's going to be beta available. You can get it right yeah. now for 120 to 150. That is 100% the worst thing I probably said in that blog post was not understanding how available beta was. Well, we didn't know yet because like one distro seems to have gotten more than the other. Well, um, like people could have pre-ordered it though. I didn't understand that that yeah, was happening, I mean, like, that it was already I, like people were pre-ordering tons of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I would just say this, if you want to see it, Go buy a box. It's 150 yeah. bucks. Go buy a box and a set of decks. You're you're 200 bucks. Try out the game. If you yeah, don't like game, it, sell it. Game nerds had them for 120 dollars yesterday pre-order. I'm like, is that the the price they're supposed to be, or is that like, I, I don't know. I will say this: they they left some room for storage, which I appreciated. That's good. That's good at least. Yeah, because when I saw that, I was like, that for a new TCG, that seems pretty high. But no, 120 a box. 36 packs. Oh, is it 36? That's not bad. Come on, buddy. I thought it was 24. (laughs) Come on, buddy. I might be. I think it's 36, though. You're probably right. You're probably right. For some reason, I was thinking 24. I don't know why. Um, But yeah, so we'll see, I guess. And we'll we'll talk to Simon. I have some good questions about the beta print run and stuff for him, too. So uh, yeah, we'll talk about that uh, soon. I'll update the list again and send you more and more. No, you're done. (laughs) I've approved it. You're ready to go. That's it. That's it. We That's got it. it. No more Cut. revisions. God. God. <laughs> okay, the first everyone, time uh, I got like 85 pages, like a dissertation. It of was questions. way too long. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's because yeah. what I do is just unload on paper. I, I noticed. And no one checks it. Yeah. So I just go yeah. hog wild. Yeah. You got Professor Went on that one. That was good for you. <laughs> Professor Went. I should have I should have sent it to you so you could have used the red marker. Actually yeah. print the thing I out. Had, I had AI, uh, I had AI change questions. <laughs> use chat right. G- yeah, chat yeah. better. Don't worry. Uh-huh. That's good, man. Well, uh, listen, George, thank you as always, sir, for uh, making the time. And uh, we will talk to everyone on the next Bone Zone. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Bye, everybody.